Yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> Toby was talking about being a mess, and I realized that, um, over the last, let me see, right, it, it kind of started as soon as I left this show yesterday, things have been a little bit, what's the best way to put it? Chaotic? Yeah, but not, like, in my mind. <laughs> like, the schedule was pretty set. Well, that is frightening. But my mind was like a convoluted mess, and not like hearing voices or anything <laughs> like that. But I'll just let me give you an example. Yesterday, um, we had a great we, – we learned a lot, and we've learned a lot, and I'm excited to learn a lot about the team uh, – the. What what are we phrasing this? The new team. entertainment district, that's, right? Uh, that's from gonna, uh, Team Norman and from company. Team Norman, yeah. I, we learned, and and I'm excited to learn even more as this process goes on. And I, I don't know why it just it kind of blew my mind that people wouldn't be on board with this. So I guess that was step one. And then once I walked out of these doors, and I drove home, I did a Big Twelve show yesterday afternoon, Josh. Where I couldn't get, I don't know who, do you know anyone named Gage Green in life? Anyone. I don't know anyone named Gage Green. But for some reason, I've made Gage Green the quarterback at West Virginia. <laughs> and I can't get it out of my head. So I did a Big 12 show where I referred to Garrett Green as Gage Green at least, at least on a few occasions. And then I was informed, oh yeah, we, you've done that before. Right? Well, why did you not stop I'm me? standing there, I'm like, Dude, I'm, I'm, I mean, literally, I'm not one of those guys that doesn't want to be corrected unless it's the countdown clock. Where were you on that one? Where were you? I'm like the caddy in uh, Happy Gilmore. So that was the, number two. Uh, we started, we're getting those final days of the pool being open, which is great now because I'm, I'm, I'm tired of trying to, you people that do chemical pools, man, I'll never know how you do it, but I'm, I'm tired of trying to keep the chemicals right. You're ready for... I'm ready for the pool to be closed. No more maintenance. No more maintenance. I fell asleep and left the water hose in it last night. <laughs> so you had that. Then I wake up this morning and I get to work and I can't find the fob. My, my newest fob that Drake just gave me. When I know I've put it on a little necklace so I can look cheesy as I'll get out walking in. So I won't, what, lose it again. And I'm like, I know I put this in a place where I wouldn't forget it. So TJ has to let me in, only to find out that the fob was sitting right there in my bag where I thought it was after tearing through the thing. You you had a, a little bit of a mini panic attack, didn't you? Uh, bro, it was not a mini panic attack. Then I get in here and the countdown clock was wrong, which someone had to do something because I did it on my fingers. I did everything. I have a website I go to. Ever since that guy was like, countdown clock's wrong. So I know I had it right because yesterday, it was four days yesterday. So somebody's messed with it. We need to get, I want an investigation. No, but it was, that was off. But then I got in here and I sat down and started talking on the crossover. And it's like, clarity. I, I see what we need to get into. And you got I, me a cup of coffee. That was I very got you kind a cup of, of you. Well, and I walked back and I'm like, bro, you're on three cups already. So I think it's okay to let Josh get the first cup of coffee for the show. <laughs> Let's get rehydrated here. So yeah, um. A little harried once we left here yesterday, and now at 9.08 on the 6th day of September, year of our Lord, 2023, feeling pretty good on the Ref Sports Radio Network. You and I, Josh, you and I like to refer to Wednesdays 
as Wipe It Wednesday. Just move on to the next slide. Wipe off that counter. However you want it to humor yourself. We wipe everything from the week that was. Now, we do so with the help of Brent Venables and a complete recap of the Brent Venables press conference, which was, I don't know, I guess nothing major came out outside of Davis Bevel being only a high ankle sprain. Dude, I thought there were, and talking to people afterwards, there was serious concern that he might be done for the year, but that was, you know, that was good news. He's a capable third-string quarterback. You don't want to lose anymore. You don't want to lose depth anywhere. Uh, the injury update on both Drake and Deshaun, Deshaun McCullough was really good, it seemed. Didn't hear much on Kendall Dolby, so I assume that everything is okay there because he had left the game. Uh, and R. Mason Thomas, along with Gavin Sawchuk, are going to play this weekend. Or at least they're on, on track to play this weekend. So I just I think from that presser, those were like the big earth-shattering things that we took from it. But I, I can't wait to break it down at 10 a.m. So that's that's the modus operandi on the show today, 10 a.m. We're going to hear from Brent Venables. Now, on a – did I say that right? Modus operandi? It's a good modus. Ah, something like that. If we're taking one final look back, if we're tying up loose ends today, Josh, if today is about saying goodbye – to September, well, I guess it was September 2nd. Any takeaways, anything else that you feel like either A, we haven't talked about, or B, needs to be talked about more? There could probably be a C there. Intrigued by Arkansas State going forward. Anything else from Saturday that in our five and a half show hours, thanks to the Brim Venables press conference, you and I haven't been able to dice up? Offensive line, uh, Run blocking, where are we at with that? Just run game in general? You know, I heard Toby bring that up yesterday, and I hadn't even really thought about it. We, we, we talked to Jeff Lebby, and he did his press conference, and we talked to him about in general. We can't play those till tomorrow, can we? Thursday is when it would debut. It's really good, but it, it's more of an offensive line in general conversation. And I think they came away really happy. Now, let me rephrase that. Happy. <laughs> because you never want to get too carried away that anyone's like mission accomplished. And if there is one thing we've learned from Brent Venables, it ain't good enough, right? It, there's You can sure. always be better. But I feel like there's confidence with where it's tracking, Josh, even, even in some of the off-the-mic conversations, right? There wasn't. There wasn't any moment with any of the coaches, and I think everyone experienced this away from a microphone where there was, oh, yeah, I'm kind of worried about that, with the offensive line of the run game. The, how about individually, though? If I just, I mean, do you look back? I, I just realized this morning I haven't gone back and truly rewatched the game yet. Kind of feel like 73 to zip. It's like, eh. And this year, a little, I guess, deeper information, the the benches for Oklahoma are all the way up against that wall. I mean, they're all the way up against that wall. So the only way to get from one end zone to the other end zone is to go through the sideline. And typically during games, I would stay behind it and, and watch some on the big screen while I'm following everything. But now, I mean, I'm 
I'm literally right on the the yard line. So I watch a lot more of the game yesterday or Saturday than I ever have as a sideline reporter because usually you're just running around behind the bench. Okay, what's going on here? Now it's like you're you're standing right next to Robert Fulton or whomever is trying to work on him. Now, trust me, I'm not sitting there lurking and looming, but it's, it's a different thing. So I, I haven't rewatched, but I did get to watch a lot more than I typically do. But I wonder on rewatch if it's going to be there were yards to be had and – I don't know, maybe a, a missed, missed hole or the running back just not taking all the meat off the bone, if you will. So I don't know if that was the case. I haven't heard that. But I know everyone wants him to be better than you know, four and a half yards per carry, which isn't bad. Well, and I don't even know that it there was anything too awfully alarming. Okay. We just didn't have that crease it up, multiple second-level blocks, and off to the races run. A couple of those, right? Chunk runs. Yeah, your longest run was 16 yards from Javante Barnes. 16. Uh, in fact, you had uh, Jalil Farouk had the 10-yard little jet sweep. Or was that a pass play that they ruled? Yeah, it, it was It was. I'm trying a to, throw behind the it line. Was, okay, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, a, it was a throw. Uh, let's see. Who else had it? Dylan Gabriel had a 10-yard run. Jackson Arnold had a 10-yard run. Actually, 11-yard run was the longest for Arnold. Tywee Walker had an 11-yard run, uh, and then that 16 from Barnes. So you had three, four, five guys that had runs. But you're right. You, there's not a 47-yard run on here or anything 27 like that. 27-yard rush, 23-yard yeah. rush, 34-yard rush, you know, those, those types of plays. Did, did Tywee Walker sell some people on Saturday, or is it still – no, 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 it's Javante Barnes when all is said and done. I thought Walker looked like a, a guy that I'm more than comfortable if he gets, what, he get eight carries? If he's getting eight to nine carries a game, I'm fine with that. Sure. The dude falls forward, he's moving the pile, I like him. Me, me too. Yeah, physical runner, embraces contact, brings the contact, bowling guys over en route to the end zone. He's, I think I told you this yesterday, he might be, just from a physical standpoint, the most fun of these backs to watch. I don't know that, you know, athleticism, he's not the most athletic guy mm-hmm. or explosive or electric guy for Oklahoma, but watching him run and <laughs> just bring that physicality, he's a fun watch. Yeah, he's he's a good back. I, I, I want to take just a quick moment here beyond the game and talk about the still – incredibly hilarious reactions to the Schmitty text that I put out the other day. Just, just I, I, some of you, I think get on Twitter maybe once a week and that's fine. I wish I had your ability to do that. Unfortunately, I'm a crazy person and I cannot, I, I want to enjoy and immerse myself in the misery of Twitter, Facebook. Oh dude, Josh, I, I made a very bad mistake last night. I, um, I went on a Facebook group, started reading the comments. Dangerous. Yeah. I think this was about <laughs> – it was, it was something about the game day atmosphere. And I looked down and I saw 132 comments, and I was like, let's go. Let's, let's <laughs> spend some time. So, in other words, I'm just – I'm acknowledging that we're all crazy on social media, and that's fine because I'm, I'm right there with you. So, by game day atmosphere, uh, tailgating on Lindsay, is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, that, that seems to be a hot topic with a lot of people right now. But – 
I, I figured there was the understanding that when I, you know, threw out the props to Schmitty, that y'all know he's like the director of sports performance. So under his umbrella, 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 hey, 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 is nutrition. And it is, you know, all of that, right? And they've got I, – I don't know a lot about the new, and I haven't had a chance to spend a lot of time around the newest uh, nutritional staff, right? I, I mean, they're awesome at their job. But the people that immediately that are like, you need to give credit to the Brooke Helms of the nutrition staff. I'm like, I, I kind of felt like that was inferred in that idea. I, I get that it's more than that. Implied? Yes. I figured you would figure that out. They did not. They did not. <laughs> oh, my God. Then there is a guy. Uh, I, I don't know how to handle this because – you know, whenever I was getting mad with everyone at the text line and whenever I was having maybe a few more anger issues, Josh, because, while well, I figured out what it was. It was summer and there was no football or softball in my life. But someone said, yeah, just just ignore it. Just, just let it slide. And I'm like, how do you do what you do? I'm so petty. I don't think I can let things like that slide, right? But I, I was laughing at some – there was one guy that made a comment. It's like, yeah, well, they still suck. And I'm like, what, 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 would, what would lead someone's mind to think that? And then I clicked, and it's like my whole purpose in life is to troll OU fans. And you're like, don't react to them, right? There is one case where you're like, don't react to them. And then there's a dude that's like, ha, one receiver went down. You got that wrong. It was more than zero. And I don't want to reply to it. Right, Josh? Because dude's got zero followers, not a Zippo Zilch. But yet in the same vein, you're like, yeah, the one guy that went down went down with a shoulder injury, you tool. I mean, it's, it wasn't a cramp. The point, and, and then I don't think people read either. I'm guilty of this. So I'm, I'm pointing the finger at myself as much as anyone. But I don't think people read anymore. Because the text said, the tweet said, with the understanding that this amount of players played, blah, blah, blah. Again, an inferred and implied understanding that a lot of players played. You go look at those reactions. Didn't, you know, nobody played 80 snaps. Right. I mean, the understanding there is a lot of dudes played, and there were only 50, what, nine snaps, or 50 snaps for Arkansas State. And literally the... That will happen when there's not that many plays. See, no one, they didn't really have to. I'm like, it's in the banner. It's in the, the take. So. Yeah, but. But do you understand? <laughs> <laughs> so I say all of that to basically say, I think this team is in great shape. All of that precursor to say, I really feel like when I watch this team, my final wipe it Wednesday was the confirmation that the things that I've seen in the limited amount of, of practice video that's out there, in the limited amount of practice you get to see, I've talked incessantly on this here very radio show to some too much about how it just it looks different. It looks different. It's it physically it looks different. To see that play out, even in a very limited amount of plays, and you know, watching over there on the sidelines and you know, not seeing guys that are cramping up or, or dudes that 
aren't taking care of their hydration or aren't being smart about it, like one of my Wipe It Wednesday's thoughts was just going back to that and realizing, yeah, I think they're going to be in a good place physically. I don't think this is going to be a team at any – I don't think this is going to be a team at any point where you're going to have people saying like they did about LSU on Monday or Sunday night, as they did about Clemson on Monday night. What you hear in both of those games, man, LSU just looked beat. They just looked beat. They looked dead, done, gone. Oh, Clemson just looked smoked. I mean, they looked tired. I don't think this team will have that excuse. Nor will I think, nor do I think they need it. So that's that's the show. At least for the first hour. 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Final chance to look back on a Saturday. Now, that's not only specific to Oklahoma. Josh, I got to tell you something. I am already losing my mind on the Colorado hype. And I'm not anti it. It's just you're over it. I think I'm the biggest Nebraska fan on the planet this weekend. (laughs) Go Matt rule. I think I'm the biggest Nebraska fan on the planet this weekend. So keep those sooner takes coming from this weekend. Let's dive into the rest of college football next right here on the ref. Sorry. uh, Drake and I were having some, a nerd talk in there. Talking connectors and inputs and outputs and Comrexes. Ah, nothing like starting a day with a little nerd talk. Ah, it was fantastic. Are you, uh, when do you want to talk about the Norman stuff? I think it's pretty exciting, don't you? I'm ready whenever you are. Okay, let's let's carve out some time for that. 10.30? Uh, well, I was kind of hoping to drag out the old BB presser the whole hour. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, let's do it at 10.30. I mean, I mean, we could definitely do that. <laughs> Let's do it at 1030. Uh, because I think it's it's exciting. I think it's uh, something that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. But I also understand that there's always going to be backlash to things like this. And then the, well, you live in Goldsby. I'm like, well, I mean, literally, it's like two minutes. So it's I understand it's, we're all one big happy family. But I'm sure there's going to be a much different way for some. How that they feel about it. But I'm excited. So we'll, we'll get to it later in the show. And we've learned a lot about it, right? We did. We've seen some renderings. We've seen some ideals. I got an ideal. So we'll share what, uh, well, I hopefully will see y'all sharing excitement over this. Can I, I? Those first couple of reports yesterday was, all right, here we go. This yeah, here exciting. we go. I'm like, all right, I'm bracing for the fallout. Here we go. <laughs> Please, come on. Anything... Now, we got new polls yesterday. They were delayed due to the fact that it was Labor Day on Monday. But I, I got to admit, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, Josh. So if it is, just you know, tell me. I don't understand. Did I yell about this yesterday? No? Okay. I don't understand why we are so beholden to our preseason rankings. I don't understand. In other words, the preseason rankings are, I mean, it's without any evidence of what these new teams are going to look like, right? None yeah, whatsoever. It's basically based on the season before. It, preach. And, and a little bit reputation. And historically, who has returning quarterbacks or who's the defending national champ? So I, I've never understood with the preseason polls and with 
the pieces of evidence you have. Not saying you have to totally go over the top and knee-jerk. But I thought Florida State deserved to be like number two in the country. I thought I thought Colorado deserved to be a top 15 team. They went and beat the defending runner-up, if that's even a thing, as a 20-point dog and looked pretty good doing it. Now, we can have a defensive conversation. But no, 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 they weren't ranked in the preseason, so we can only put them up at 22 and 23. I don't think Clemson deserves to be ranked anymore. That was pathetic. LSU should be in the 20s. That was pathetic. But yet, so many people are beholden to their preseason rankings. I've just, I don't know, dude. It's never really made a lot of sense to me. Never has. Yeah, probably not enough on what we just watched in a lot of cases, right? If there's ever a time to need – oh, we're going to need jerk to a loss later in the year, right? I mean, we might have a team that's 3-0 and 4-0, 5-0, but, oh, man, as soon as they lose a game, it's like, drop them! You could make arguments, and and we saw a little bit of this, but you could make arguments that Ohio State's too high. I mean, there's a lot of things that you could look at and say, okay, I like this, I don't like that, that you could just base off week one. And mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, probably we don't do that because we have that initial framework for right. the preseason polls. And preseason polls, right, gives us a lot of off-season fodder and back and forth right. conversations. So they're not going anywhere. But uh, is it the is it the best thing for college football? No, probably not. I'm not complaining about preseason polls. I want to make that clear. I've done a 180 on them. I used to be that guy early in my career. That would rant and raves like preseason polls. How dumb are these? So nobody knows anything. So stupid. Then you hosted a radio program. Then then my radio show got expanded to four hours, and it was like, dude, these polls are awesome. These because <laughs> it it provides endless content early in the season. I don't mind preseason polls at all. I guess my my thought is just when Ohio State looks like that against Indiana, to me. That's not a top five football team. Reward teams that played better. I mean, I I say it, but I'd probably have USC in the top five over that. I might be shooting Notre Dame up the charts a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I, Utah. Utah would be a team that deserves much more. But no, no, no. We've got to be beholden to where they were in the preseason. We think Ohio State's really, really good, which they probably are. They might be. I just feel like week one is when you can knee jerk the most. Oklahoma moved up from 20 to 18 in the AP poll, and in the coaches poll, they rose from 19 to 17. A couple of teams jumped past them, including North Carolina. There's another team that probably deserves – a little bit more hype from what they did in their opening game. Heck, Josh, I I mean, I know it was Arkansas State. I think Oklahoma deserves a little bit more love for what they did in the opening game. That's me. And maybe they get that in one week's time if Mm -hmm. they duplicate. Sure. Go beat SMU. I don't know if you're going to beat them 73 to zip. Right. And when I say duplicate, you know, five touchdown win, you know, convincing, convincing victory. Are you with me on – are you with me on Colorado where it's, hey, that's cool. I- I'm glad that bring more people to co- to college football. But in the same vein, it's like, oh, 
Uh, okay, but enough. <laughs> we've got Texas, Alabama, Texas this weekend. You know, we've got a lot of really good games in the top 25. Let, let, it's let, a little let's go. bit media overkill, but honestly, I think I'm here for it. Okay. Um, I, I like I like the brash personality of Dion. I, I think it's fun that he feels the need to, to go after the media a little bit. I, you know, I, I have felt for a long time – you and I and the media in general can't sit here and criticize, criticize, criticize. Oh, right. And then somebody afterwards says, eh, gotcha, you were wrong, and then be upset about it. And though that's out of character and that's a little different and he does things a little different, ultimately, I think it's good for college football. It's It also, there's a lot of people, and I'm, I, I will admit, I'm like this. I like to be right about things. I mean, that that's a wild, wild idea in the media today. I, I like to dig and, and read and research and gain an opinion by, I'm, I'm not going to say watching tape, but watching the team, getting a feel for it, talking to their beat writers and the people that are around them. You know, the, the cowards and the Skip Baylesses, Stephen A. Smiths of the world, I mean, they're, hey, there's no money in being right. That's, that's their mindset. And so there's some people in this instance where they would love something like this from Dion just because he's talking about him. But I think in that room, too, in Colorado, there's enough of a backlash, you know, against how he treated those players that came in early. That's a pretty tough tone to set right away. It's, oh, you don't believe? Well, as soon as you get that one loss, it's going to become very combative, right? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's setting himself up for the fall. There's no dancing around that. So for people like me that like to be right, and for, you know, a lot of the people I think in that room, that sets up a contentious relationship that I don't think Dion cares about, which I'm fine with. But any publicity is good publicity. That's right. right. I, I though he, the funny part to me, the thing that I just can't get enough of, and I'm and I'm here for it all, is how suddenly it was more than just, hey, we believed in our players, we went on the road and we beat uh, TCU. It was, <laughs> it was Shador Sanders was blown off. Yeah, he was snubbed. by Kendall Bryles, and he had something to prove. And then it was, you know, they were disrespectful from the student section. I'm like. Yeah, who cares? I mean, yeah, he won the game. Play, just go play and win a football game. <laughs> so, uh, outside of that. Is it going to hurt my feelings when Colorado uh, suffers embarrassing losses? No, it's not. No. But, and I'm also not of the belief that Colorado's a great football team. My other favorite story from the weekend, Josh, I, I know we're up against it, but this will be the last probably non-OU thing from the weekend. Brian Kelly pushing back against – people that claimed he guaranteed a win over Florida State. I, like, I never said that. And the audio is there. I don't know why. I, I have Do no, you have the audio you can play? Um, yeah, I, I've got to dig it up here. I thought I sent it to you. I guess I didn't whenever I saw it this morning. But it's funny to me. It's funny to me how you try to play the I never said that. And then, lo and behold, Josh, there is audio of you saying that, oh, which has got to be the worst thing in the world. Like, oh, I guess I did say that. Speaking, was, of, speaking of somebody that everybody just wants to dance on their grave of, ever since you used a fake Southern accent, man. Dude, they went to the SEC championship game last year. They beat Alabama last year. He still can't shake it. And we'll see. I mean, I, you know, they played a really good Florida State team, so – this is this is not a death sentence for the season no. for them. 
I mean, basically the same thing happened to him last year. Oh, there, Andy Staples had it. I don't know if he had the audio, but but he did have. Here it is. Brian Kelly says, "Beat the heck out of Florida State" is not something that I would ever say, but there's audio. Now, is it dumb? Is it dumb that this is a story? Absolutely. But why again are you fighting against it? Why are you fighting against it? All right, yeah, I guess just uh, say you were confident in your team. You know. Yeah. Hey, no one's gonna. No one's going to say anything negative about you having confidence in your team. Nobody. Now, you're going to catch some grief for saying, I guarantee we're going to win. That happens. But whenever there's audio out of you saying it and you're trying to deny it, that's never a good thing. No. The the internet gotcha. Are you, are you down on LSU to the point where we went from national championship contender in the preseason for some to say – yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not buying right now. In terms of a national championship, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're, I think we would have to ask in that in that kind of category, right? I, I, yeah, I don't think they're in that vein for me. And you know, obviously, one week overreaction, but flirting with the idea that I mean, is this a legitimate SEC contender? I think I'm going to say yes still, mm-hmm. because guess what? They haven't played an SEC game yet, but. Uh, yeah, that second half wasn't good. Right. Against a team that we think is going to go win the ACC, be a college football playoff contender, and oh, by the way, the SEC. We know who whoever's mm-hmm. winning that league, typically playing for or winning a national championship. I just get a break. Your texts are next. And plus, we're, we're tying up loose ends from the weekend on a wipe and Wednesday. The Bryn Venables presser will go piece by piece, some things that stood out to us and the top five stories of the day on a Wednesday as we count down to kick off Saturday night, 5 o'clock, three days, seven hours, 26 minutes, and 47 seconds, our countdown clock, brought to you by Chick-fil-A, 12th and Alameda, 120th, 12th Avenue Northeast, your game day tailgate headquarters, 405-310-3189. Everything good? Oh, yeah, we're good. Good morning. I, I never said that to you this morning. Good morning. How well, was uh, last night? I came in hot. I'm sorry. It was a very exciting night, Josh. We got rain. We got rain over at the Plank household. We did. Temperature dropped down a it little was bit. Awesome driving in this morning. It was. Uh, we were uh, set to call softball last night for the Crosstown Clash, and then uh, one lightning bolt, another lightning strike, and uh, all of a sudden we didn't play last night. But uh, man, when we got there, it was so hot. But uh, by the time we were leaving, it's uh, you feel that temperature dip a little bit. Kind of nice. Right. I mean, I think what I found interesting, Josh, is that the um, – I think what I found interesting was as I'm counting down to rain, it's 103 degrees outside. Right. It's too hot for rain. I'm like, I don't know if I want this smoke right now. So you guys didn't uh, – did it end up getting canceled? They postponed it until this evening. It's my understanding. Okay. I think they're going to resume at 5.30 or maybe 5. KRefSports.tv. They'll have all of the information for you. Yeah, I – dude, I um, I went to bed really, really early last night. I think trying to be Mr. Tough Guy, stay up all night, Saturday, Friday night into Saturday and Saturday into Sunday. <laughs> Caught up with you? Yeah, and, and it was funny because <laughs> – because I was telling my – I was apologizing for leaving the hose at the pool last night while I fell asleep. 
I had no intention of falling asleep as early as I did, and I'm almost embarrassed to admit it. What time did you go to sleep? Oh, I went in to watch a movie with my daughter at 8.45 p.m., and the next thing I know, I'm popping up out of bed at 11 p.m. wondering what just happened. You know, chugging water. It's like I'm sweaty. Did the whole house go, is dark. Did you think to go check the hose? That, yes, that's exactly what I did. That's exactly what I did at 11 p.m. I was like, oh, my gosh. Well, that part's nice that you didn't you know, let it go all night or whatever. Is it? Because somebody else turned it off for me. So that is a price mm-hmm. I will be paying for months. For a really long time. But no, I went to bed. I was just done, man. I laid down and I think I think I got hit once for storing by my daughter. And then the next thing you know, I'm up at eleven. And then of course when you're up at eleven, what can you not do? Go back to sleep. So Is your water bill just crazy every month? We're on a well. So it's uh thank you to the Thank you to the well driller or however we don't ask me the process. I'm sure there's someone that would laugh if I try to explain uh, the the process of our well or anything of that nature. I just know my my neighbor Wes and my neighbor Tanner are much smarter than I are. And Wes is on one well and Tanner is on the the other. And somehow it all works. So, yeah. Very cool. I know I have this very complicated system in my garage closet that if anything happened to break on it, I, I would have no idea how to fix it. So are your neighbors disappointed that you wasted all the well water? Yeah, exactly. Now, they're mad at me that I left to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line from the 972. Dion equals me on. Always has been, always will be. Oh, there's, there's no doubt about that. Diesel from Walters writes, I'm not sure I think Colorado should be a top 15 team. They did beat the runner-up from last year, but TCU lost a ton of players from the team last year. I do think, though, Colorado should be in the top 25. Yeah, like I said, I'm. if there was ever a time to make a crazy move, why not now and why not Colorado? Why not? Well, well, that recruiting class doesn't look all that great coming forward. No, it doesn't. But, hey, they played uh, the game versus TCU where they were three touchdown underdogs, and, and they went and got it done. So, flowers for the performance. Their 2024 class has a composite ranking of 70? Well, Dion probably came in here and kicked seven commits <laughs> off camera. <laughs> um, when Sooners enter conference play, right, softball, Steve – they should be ranked top 15. I don't think Oklahoma is going to get too terribly much amount of love for anything they do in this non-conference schedule. I really don't. I really don't. Sooner Lisa from BA. Oh, we got another Sooner Lisa? TCU is not the same team as last year. They lost a bunch of guys after last season. They look nothing like the national runner-up they were last year. I don't think I'm – if it's being assumed that I'm trying to tell you that TCU is going to run roughshod over the Big 12 again, that's not the case. They only returned three starters on offense. But they, they did return eight starters on defense. You know, it's, and that was, that was a tough watch defensively yesterday. So I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. 
I'm also not trying to sell you that Colorado just beat the number one team in the country. Uh, and then there's this from the 918. So Florida State deserves to be top three, but LSU shouldn't be ranked? So you're advocating for moving a team into the top three for a win over an unranked team. The problem with football rankings is guys like you that sell advertising for a living, you'll say anything for a buck, particularly when it serves your market. Um, I don't know how to put this, but I don't make any money talking about the rankings nor off them, sir or ma'am. But, yeah, if you felt LSU was a top-five team in the preseason and you tell me that they're a national championship contender, and if you tell me that Florida State is a top – 10 team, if Florida State beats them like that, yeah, Florida State gets to move up. LSU, bye. you got to go prove yourself again. Here, here come the ratings. Here come the ad dollars, baby. Come on, man. Don't be dumb. Uh, and then one more here from Derek. He writes, I think Sawchuck is the one back we have that I'm most excited about if he can stay healthy. Based on what we saw in the cheese Bowl, he has size and elusiveness that can break some of the big runs we saw from Eric Gray. Um, our other backs are good backs, but I believe Gavin's ceiling is the highest. He's got that track star speed. Yeah, it seems like he's the fastest dude. I would argue, though, I think, I think Caleb Hicks and Dalen Smothers might got, have the highest ceiling. Got some juice to him? Dude, uh, Hicks is – like I said, I remember I had mistaken Hicks for Smothers – and I thought Smothers looked great in practice, and then I felt a little vindicated when Smothers got out there and looked good. Then Caleb Hicks just he, – he looks like an NFL back. Looks like an NFL back. He really yeah. does, and he's a freshman. All right, quick break. We're back to put a wrap on Hour 1. Brent Venables press recap coming up at the top of the hour right here on The Ref. All right, we'll go back into the home of Sooner fans. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Now, uh, don't forget, Josh, our pregame coverage begins Saturday – what is that, four hours before kickoff? I have seen that I will be at Yo Pablo on Saturday afternoon. So that'll be cool because that'll be right in the midst of people actually tailgating. Let's go. That'll be fun. Do I even mention people tailgating or is everyone still mad and then people are mad that you have excuses and then the, the excuse-making people are mad at the people who are pointing fingers at them? It's just – Let's go have fun at a football game. That's kind of does, – does there always have to be a right or a wrong? Does there always have to be someone to blame? Yes. I guess so. There's really good text today, man. This is um, this is a good start. This is a good start. 11 to 1, uh, Parker kicks us off from Yo Pablo. Oh, so he's on at 11. Oh, so we that? go back even further. That's I didn't right. click on the link. 11 a.m. I wanted to double check before I before you put Parker on the air that early. Right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, gosh. Let's see. There's one from the 405. Plank, I'm in the same boat with you. Go Huskers. 712. The glass slipper will break. Just not this week. So, in other words, it's coming. But my man from the 712 doesn't feel like it's this cert day. The worst thing for recruiting a lineman out of Iowa is the Huskers winning this week. Okay. I see where you're going. I see where you're going. You're up against Iowa in a recruiting battle. Wait, hold on. You're up against Nebraska. 
in a recruiting battle. So in your mind, hey, don't let them get any dubs or any yeah, momentum. Go, go buffs for uh, bricks. Tommy writes, hell no. Going back to the old CU Nebraska days, I hope Colorado whoops the you-know-what out of Nebraska. <laughs> uh, and then It's fun watching those two play, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no. I, I'm happy. It's a great helmet battle. Right? It's great. I mean, they played some very I feel like in I feel like I'm talking the most old man talk ever when I'm trying to explain. You know, this used to be a really big deal when these two teams played each other. This would be a great annual out of conference game. Preach. All right, uh to Brent Venables next on the ref.